set. Places, everybody. And action. You're listening to Black Girl Film Club, a podcast where two black women discuss movies. I'm Brittany. I'm Ashley. And on this week's episode, we're discussing Imitation of Life from 1959, directed by Douglas Shirk. Um, so this month, this March, we are tackling two films about a particular topic and that topic is passing and this particular pairing was Ashley's idea and Ashley do you want to tell everybody what you know sparked this particular pairing for you yeah I really just wanted to watch a little talk about passing um We could have just done an episode about passing, but I mean, why not? <laughs> um, so I was not going to watch Passing, um, even though I love Ruth Mega. I was like, I don't know about this one. <laughs> um, and I didn't know about the book or anything like that. So when I watched it, I was like, hmm, a lot of ideas are flowing here. A lot of uh, I'm having a lot of thoughts multi-layered thoughts um and things like that so I was like hmm what's the closest thing that I've heard of that has to do with passing in some form or fashion (laughs) and I was like wow why don't we watch that terrible movie Brittany keeps suggesting um and see what's up um I know that this like pairing is probably going to raise some eyebrows maybe I don't really care <laughs> but like I just thought it was interesting originally I said we should do this for Black History Month but Brittany said no but in there hindsight was no there was going it was an already kind of shitty Black History Month um, <laughs> aside from Rihanna um, and announcing her immaculate conception um, <laughs> after that it was a hot mess um Sandy, I love you, but girl, what was that? Oh, oh no. <laughs> and that, um, oh also, like, Aquafina and her, I'm going to talk like a Negro or how I think the Negroes speak, kind of Twitter go off. I don't know. Like, everybody was just showing their ass. And then it ended in a weird note, too. Like, there was no day where I was just like, what is everybody doing? Um, so, yeah, it would have been very on-topic, prophetic, Um iconic if you will had we had done it last month but we did not so it's you know i mean everybody shows out every day (laughs) so i'm sure there'll be something else going on by the time this episode uh drops but um yeah just the um i mean if you've been on twitter at all you'll probably see that there has been an overwhelming sort of interest in people who are well, mainly white people who are um, trying to, quote unquote, infiltrate <laughs> the ranks <laughs> um, and what that means. And also people are kind of really being nitpicky about what they consider to be a black person versus not. It's kind of bordering on um, Victorian era 
<laughs> like anthropology studies <laughs> because now we're doing that classic thing of pointing out noses and head shapes and stuff. And I was like, every time I see it, I'm just like, do you know how quickly and effortlessly you're slipping into white supremacist notions <laughs> of race? Um, <laughs> which is actually like mentioned in from this movie. <laughs> I don't even. I've. I. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's almost that bad. So. Yeah, it's it's bad, and they actually mention it because I'm listening to the passing audiobook right now. Um, they actually mentioned some stuff like that about like teeth shape is also a thing that people would look out for, and I don't even know what that means. <laughs> so like, um, yeah, it's just very concerning. Um, I do feel like there are like markers to being black like I just you know I I can't sit there and see hear somebody be like oh well you know I've been around black people all my life so I just naturally am black like that doesn't work for me but I feel like some of the other stuff is very very interesting when you talk about like you know your ancestors and things because I I promise you some of you don't want to do that 23andMe <laughs> you do not want to do the ancestry.com um if you're not like from another country, right? Like if you're from this country and black and your your other family members are also from this country, I would just, I would hold off on that. <laughs> I would hold off on some of the bragging um, about you not having any white ancestors. So um, yeah, I mean, I feel like as Black Girl Film Club, it's important for us to talk about like actual black things <laughs> sometimes. Um, especially since this is becoming, it feels like more and more topical. Like there was just like that guy, was it in the NFL who was like, my dad's black and I'm a human being. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like what is everybody talking about? So like, yeah, it's becoming more, I feel like, I don't know. We seem like we're slipping backwards into the dark ages and I don't know. I feel like it's going to come up more and more. Um, just with all the regression of literally everything <laughs> um, it's coming for us all. So, uh, yeah, um, Passing uh, is a great movie. I think this movie is not no, unwatchable, but it's also not good. No. <laughs> um, and I also did know this director. Um, I know this director from another movie, which All That Heaven Allows, um, which is another... Um, pretty melodramatic movie about a woman who falls for her gardener. Um, but this one is like, it, this one's doing a lot. Like, mm-hmm. at one time. It's, it's several stories in one. Yeah, why is it doing so much? <laughs> like, what? It's giving, I was like, it's what is this? Yeah, some of the stories, I was like, girl, don't nobody care about this lady. <laughs> In her stage career. <laughs> it took a turn. It took a turn. I forgot I about that it. turn. So, yeah. is this your first time seeing it? I've seen the end, I think, <laughs> or towards the end, where, like, you know, because I was just like, okay, well, there's supposed to be a girl who's black but looks white, but, like, which one of these people are you telling me is supposed to be that person? Because they're all white people. Well, they're no, all, so... No, not technically but yeah like, it's you know in that weird fishy way of things being like racist yeah um because some of them are like the was it sarah jane like her the actress has like mexican ancestry and i couldn't figure out like you know i don't know how old this she's still alive but i don't know like 
I couldn't find, like, pictures of, like, her parents and stuff. And, like, even then, and, like, you know, once again, using visual markers to describe people's ethnic and racial origin. I have no idea. But, like, she has Mexican ancestry, and so does the guy who plays, I want to say, Steve. Mr. Steve. (laughs) Um, Oh, God. Mr. fucking Steve. uh, That was um, stressing me out. I was like, Sandra D, if you don't get the fuck... (laughs) Yeah, it's a hot, hot ass mess. Um, I mean, he was really, really gorgeous man. But uh, yeah, he was like his name is like his birth name is Juan Vincent Appablasa, um, and I think he is also of Mexican descent. So um, yeah, there's no and it's like also like the fifties. So yeah, it's the fifties, and you know, I mean. I don't even know if you could put like a could you I mean I'm sure there has been well yeah there has been like mixed race actresses but I'm just kind of like I'm sure they weren't gonna go out of their way (laughs) and I guess like I mean I don't know the whole thing with passing and everything is kind of like all over the place because like that girl just I don't think that's (laughs) but you know who's to say (laughs) that's really the question of these two well at least passing I don't know about this one (laughs) this is like several stories in one um and so i also did not realize that this is all uh based on a novel which mm-hmm. passing is based on a novel uh, of the same name but imitation of life was a novel written i believe in the 30s mm-hmm. um by a woman named fanny hurst who was absolutely 100 percent a white woman <laughs> yes she was no questions uh- there um, very interestingly, she, well, she's had a lot of her books made into movies. Imitation of Life has been made into two movies. And honestly, with the way things are going, here's to a third. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's coming around. Um, you never One know. One thing about her experience, she is, she's a Jewish woman born in Ohio, um, who is a social activist. So it mm-hmm. might be a slightly different experience than someone else yeah white Um, people don't always like white people (laughs) like it's so so people can't believe it like no they're they're there are definitely factions of white people that are not considered white but they're not considered anything else either (laughs) so and they're out there just getting abuse from people as well so um very but what i found um interesting about this whole concept of the inspiration for this movie is she found inspiration from her friendship with Zora Neale Hurston. I could not believe my eyes when I read that. <laughs> and I was like, okay. okay. Zora. But okay. then it makes you think because you know that, I mean, like the quote unquote friendship in this movie, like, I mean, was it really a friendship in that case? Like, were you friends with her? But she was like, okay, girl. <laughs> I I guess... In that one-sided way. <sighs> because uh, Zora also worked as her secretary at uh, Bernard College. So, like, was she really friends with you, girl? <laughs> or could she not say no? Because <laughs> she's a white woman in charge. <sighs> you know how there, that go. You know how that yeah. go. It's, it's 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 different. Are you friends with them? Or are they just putting up with you so they don't get fired? <laughs> or harassed? Blackballed? That kind of thing. I mean, I don't know. I've literally never heard of this before. 
Um, and also, this is a remake of a film. So there are two different versions of this movie. One is in black and white, and it was made in the 30s. It is available on a two-disc DVD oh that you can get from Walmart back in the day. Um, in the bin. And it was in the $5 bin. Of course. I, I, do, I don't own it, but I, I have interacted with it. She's touched it. The mm-hmm. someone else has it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have interacted with it in my life. Mm. Um, I have seen this movie a lot. I've, I've grown up with this film. Mm. Mm. This film is a part of me. Oh, no. Um, I, I've watched it with, like, my grandmother. I've watched it with my mom. Um, and since I've... I don't want to say this movie is special because it's it's not a special film, but it's special because I've watched it with my grandmother and I don't have that many memories with my grandmother like that. Mm-hmm. So that's what makes this film special in that aspect. Um, but the politics of this film is there unique given the time because in the older version of the film it is based on like Aunt Jemima um pancake mix yeah that's like the what the book is about it's like these Uh two women that join forces to become like pancake entrepreneurs (laughs) (laughs) or something like that which I can already see the balance of power there um <laughs> just by that sentence alone but um yeah i don't oh god that sounds awful <laughs> yeah and that that's for the 30s 1934 Ugh. so oh, first god. of all you got a black person in a film in 1934 and she's an entrepreneur so i bet they were like yes girl you know like yeah even though she's only making 20 percent of whatever profits of the whole business so it's like okay like yeah she's being taken advantage of and this is very stereotypical of what her role is in the company because she is going to be like the face of the brand and the brand is a pancake mix and she's going to be like a mrs butterworth or angel mama and that is horribly racist yeah, I'm going to say that um, I don't know what's going on with Miss Miss Fanny <laughs> because, like, I don't. A lot of her books sound very not like this, but just um, I don't know. Like, she tackles a lot of things that are like pretty, I guess, quote unquote, raw for the time. You know, like interracial relationships and and homosexuality and um, you know, like like unwed pregnancies and things like that. So, like, it's interesting, like that you could do this, but the way you do it, girl, <laughs> it's so messed up. It's... And it's weird too, because apparently she was like involved with the Harlem Renaissance. Like, she knew people in there. Not involved, like she was like. Cha- cranking out works with them but like she knew members of the Harlem Renaissance including Langston Hughes and he made fun of her and made a parody of Imitation of Life called The Limitations of Life yeah um, 
I don't know, like what that looks like or <laughs> what it what it reads like. Um, but it's very interesting. Um, you know, attempts were made. Attempts were made. Not it's very good ones. A very bless your heart. I, it's it's a hard call because d- damn, it's it's nineteen thirty four. Like, mm, mm, mm. I I don't know how to call that one because damn, it's like yeah, but I got a black friend. Yeah, it's like here. Let me tell you, like, but it's never like a black her- like heroine. It's always like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that's like an everything, but like it just seems like that. <laughs> At least in this movie, it's definitely like a white heroine and like her friend, the Negress. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh Lord. Um, yeah, so we're like alluding to a lot of stuff, but we could basically like get to it. Um, unless you have something else to like add, but um, so this story, at least this version of the story, is updated to be more about like the film and stage world. So um, you have these two women who have like a chance meeting at the beach. Um, and one of these women, a white woman, takes in the other woman who is a black woman and her child who is white passing. Um, and they basically live together for like several years. Um, the black woman is not paid but that's also the negotiation she made which we will get to <laughs> um and you just kind of see their lives grow and change uh the white lady pretty much has just like a very i don't know very hollywood <laughs> story of like a woman who gets her big break <laughs> and this black lady lord <laughs> will get to her and her um demon spawn child because Sarah Jane was so irritating. Okay. <laughs> and not because she's passing. It's just that she gives off energy of like the good son. I was like, is she gonna kill this child? <laughs> it's it okay. I, from from out front, I'm going to say I do not like Sarah Jane. Sarah uh, Jane is a fucking asshole. Yeah, there's something really wrong. Like not just because I mean I know she's going through it psychologically. Um, but like, girl, what? <laughs> it's every, every, every six seconds is get your Negro hands on me. Yeah. And it's like, Sarah Jane, like, please calm down. Like, oh yeah. Come on. Like, just stop. Yeah, stop. They like, they need to really, they need to have a sit down. <laughs> I don't know with who. But girl, like, what was all that? <laughs> it, it was, it's too much. It, and I have questions. I have questions about, I have questions about it. Uh-huh. And I'll ask them in a minute. Because she's just annoying as fuck. That, that's just what it boils down to. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was awful. But yeah, so it's Laura is the white woman played by Lana Turner. Um, Juanita Moore plays Annie, who is the black lady. Um and then you have another cast of characters. You got Sandra D playing Susie. And I forget, was it Susan Coner as Sarah Jane? Mm-hmm. Oh, she's the older version. These are the older versions because, I mean, they start when they're like six like and eight six or, or so. Seven. And it ends when they're like, uh, I don't, she's supposed to be 16, graduate high school? I was confused. And then, <laughs> and Sarah Jane's like 18. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, um, 
I don't know what this was built as in 1959. I don't know who went and saw. I mean, this was like her not, I guess, like one of her most popular books. Um, this one and another one that I've, I've already, the name is, has escaped me, um, which is a little different um, story. Um, it wasn't about like, I mean, it was like ethnic relations, I guess, because it was like a woman who, um, or I guess religious relations. <laughs> <laughs> There's this woman who meets like a Jewish guy and she becomes his like mistress and I don't know, they fall in love and some and then it all every story she has ends tragically <laughs> as well. So um that's what you can look forward to if <laughs> you decide to check out Ms. Hurst's um books from the library. Don't say we didn't warn you though. And I feel like also she got the like like they label her as writing like what is known as chiclet now like books that are written for women like really dramatic literature yeah so. and it's dramatic like this because I mean like I've seen like I said I saw all that heaven allows and it is quite dramatic it's about a, an, yeah an older woman who falls in love with their gardener who's played by Rock Hudson who like girl he's Ooh. fine um, <laughs> um <laughs> wait a minute who was Rock Hudson <laughs> yeah I was like wait a minute wait I gotta <laughs> I gotta check this cute. out wait a minute I was like girl go go ahead I feel like they remade all that heaven allows and I, I, I uh, hold on hold on Hold on. Let me hold on. <laughs> all that heaven. Didn't they make an all that heaven allows but with like Julianne Moore? They oh Far from Heaven. Have you seen Far from Heaven? Mm mm. Um, <laughs> Far from Heaven. I think it's from like twenty years ago. It's about Julianne Moore and uh, what's my dude from um, Allstate? Where'd they go? Um, what's his name? Dennis Habert. Oh, um, Mr. Allstate man. Okay. Yeah, I was like the guy from Allstate. I was like, I know he got this other roles. I just stopped calling him the guy from the Allstate commercials. Um, yeah, it's about this lady who is um she lives in like Connecticut and like she's got this perfect life. I feel like her husband she finds out her husband is gay, maybe. I think that's what happens, and she also falls for her gardener who was played by Dennis Herbert. Or Terrence Habert, sorry. And um and it's supposed to be like a homage to imitation of life and all that heaven allows and some other stuff. I mean, it's it's just as um, melodramatic. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know if I would recommend it off top to anybody, especially if it's a homage to these movies, but yeah. Um, lots of issues. <laughs> but, uh, girl... This story from Jump is, uh, it's just kind of ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it, I was just like, okay, first, okay, so it starts at a beach, and on, it starts at Coney Island, they're on a the yeah, beach, it's very crowded. Yeah, that was like, is this a like an actual, like, this is awful. <laughs> I guess like going to the beach and hanging out in your little eeny weeny, eeny teeny whatever, whatever bikini it's the late 40s and um Susie's lost um and Laura's looking for Susie and Susie's off playing with Sarah Jane 
and they're like bothering this this man and uh mr steve pops up taking pictures and i'm like "Mm, okay mr steve um and like they become bad like susie and sarah jane become fast friends and in the midst of them playing mr c like takes a picture and they're laughing because the man is a fat man and it's like haha the kids are fucking with a fat man on the beach and the man is like hey don't get these fucking kids i'm gonna be the ass (laughs) (laughs) and that's basically what he says to these kids because it's the 40s and you can with strange children apparently i don't know that i guess um and Mr. Steve's like, hey, don't do that. I, I I care for these kids, which you don't know these kids either, Mr. Steve. You are also a stranger. Um, but Mr. Steve helps Laura find um, Susie and therefore find Sarah Jane. And Annie, meanwhile, is also looking for Sarah Jane. Um, well, she finds Susie and Sarah Jane playing and they all come together. And with Mr. Steve's picture, he's like, okay, well, I got this really cute picture and I can send it to you all because he's also flirting with Laura. And this is this is the part that kind of got me. Mm-hmm. Um, because Susie's like, well, yeah, you can send it to my address. My address is blah, 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 blah. And Sarah Jane is like, well, yeah, you can send it no place. Um, like, because Annie and Sarah Jane currently don't have anywhere to stay at the moment. We don't have any um idea of like what happened um why they don't have anywhere to stay right now you kind of get an idea of whatever happened annie is trying to find somewhere better for sarah jane but i don't know her strategy and going about this it's awful is what it is a good idea because you can't just walk up to somebody and be like bro i can move in with you yeah, it was really intense um, from the get-go. I was like, if this is another movie, she would have, like, murdered her or something. <laughs> like, really intense. Um, yeah, because, like, uh, Laura assumes that that Annie is Sarah Jane's maid or, like, nurse or whatever. Um, governess, whatever word you want to use. And so she's, like, astounded to realize that, that, uh, <laughs> that Sarah Jane is annie's child um in the way she described it and i was like well like annie doesn't have a problem telling people that this is her baby yeah even though you could easily assume that you had like i don't know had this child out like nobody's gonna assume that this child's hers yeah but she's like yeah her daddy was almost white and i was like that ain't nobody business annie I guess she just, I don't know, whoever wrote, the, I mean, if it's written like that in the book, that's Fanny's fault. I guess whoever redid this is <laughs> still, in, I don't know, you wouldn't say that to people right off the bat, but, and, you know, these old ass movies, you gotta get everything out on the table. Explain it early. <laughs> um, well, you, I guess some people would be like, yeah, you know, like, mm. Yeah, Annie's a mess. Can we just say that Annie's a mess? Yeah, Annie. No, I'm is. sorry, Annie girl. What a what a she's a beautiful woman, but Annie girl. 
You're just I'm doing a lot. I'm going to say something real mean about Annie, but I'm going to save it to later. Cause... Why are you going to say something mean about Annette? Annie, <laughs> as a character, you just needed to tell, like, I feel like a lot of this would be like, Sarah Jane, like, be, be proud of who you are, baby girl. Oh, yeah, we'll like, I don't that. know if that is enough, but like, yeah, um, yeah, we can get because I know a scene you're talking about, and yeah, <laughs> um, did you know that she was nominated for an Oscar for this? Okay, did you know that? Okay. And Lana Turner was also nominated for an Oscar, um, for her role, which I think is, I mean, sometimes you look at the Oscars, and I was like, I feel like I was just getting them to anybody. I'm not even, and I know there was a lot of movies being made back then, but girl, <laughs> it seems very. No, Lana Turner. Sorry, I messed up. Not Lana Turner. Um, uh, Juanita Moore and I think Susan Conner, who plays Sarah Jane, were both nominated for Best Supporting Actress and for uh, the Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actress. Um, okay, I probably know why, but okay. I don't. Mm, a lot of crying. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, people think you deserve an Oscar if you yell. So, uh, <laughs> uh, um, which I think, I think, like, Juanita Moore was only, like, the fifth person ever to be nominated by that point. Like, for any reason. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, insanity. Um, it feels very, I don't know, sus. <laughs> not that she's not a good actress. I just felt like, ooh, what, why? <laughs> what are we doing here? Um. I mean, at the yeah. time, this was probably a very progressive film. They were tackling race relation issues. Yeah, were... but Hollywood is not a very progressive place. But they think they are. They think they are, but on, on the outside, but on the inside, girl, they will ruin <laughs> They do not I mean, yeah. fuck around with anything. Um, so I don't know what they were thinking, like, in, you know, the academy of their peers. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, I do want to say that I do not know why my main gripe with Annie in this is that she does so many things that are just like I don't like it just seems very crazy that you would say hey miss you know I could help you I could take care of your house for you I don't like you know you wouldn't have to pay me anything and I don't like going on vacation. I don't call in sick to work. So I'm basically going to be available for you 24 7. Because that's. Why would you do that? Sounds bad. Who would you fall that out? That sounds and, very bad. Like, I guess she was giving her money because they mentioned it later. But, like, it's not like a paycheck, it's just like gifts. Is that legal? It sounds bad. It sounds bad. I was like, you do not. I know you need a home. (laughs) But not like this, baby. (laughs) It's time to call some family. Um, And so, like, she lets them sleep in the broom closet. Because we should say that Laura is, like, a widow. um, And she's not living in, like... She's living in, like, an okay apartment, but it's not, like, the nicest, I think. 
It Is reminds me of the apartment apartment. Yeah, it was a little, you know, in the world, you can visibly, like, you can see, like, the, the floorboards are visibly slanted. <laughs> that type of thing. But she's got, you know, she's got several rooms in the place. Somehow she's surviving, I guess, off of her husband's, like, will, like, the money he left to her. So it makes a lot. Well, I don't know. Because I was like, girl, you got it easy. <laughs> Why do you want it? Not that you shouldn't want a job and, you know, to do things with yourself. But I was like, why do you want to be in the theater? <laughs> That's She was like, I'm going to, I'm going to try my hand at it. You know, I still got time. I'm probably 27, you know. But mm, I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these are olden times. It was the 40s. Yeah, but that woman was at least in her late 30s. <laughs> Not to slander Lana Turner. I'm just saying that, that character, everything about her, I was like, this is an older woman. Because, you know, people are giving her shit about wanting to... Oops. People are giving her shit about, you know, trying to enter the the world of theater um, at her age. So I'm thinking, like, she cannot possibly be in her 20s. <laughs> but... Think about it this way. What happens to actresses once they turn 30? Like, once they turn, like, 28, they're considered, like, older. Like, they have Nicole um, Bahari playing moms. And she's not even that old. Like, she's playing the moms of teenagers now. Or college-age students. Yikes. They had um, Amy Poehler playing Rachel McAdams' mom, and she's only, like, seven years older than her. Okay, but that's funny. <laughs> and, that, like, so- that was funny, though. <laughs> I mean, we didn't know. I didn't know Rachel McAdams was that old when she was in Mean Girls until, like, way later. And I was like, well, she's old? <laughs> Wait. Um, but, yeah, like... I don't know. She just decides she wants to do the theater. That's what, that's what Laura's whole thing is. She wants to do the theater... She lives for the theater and, like, at the very expense of her child. <laughs> um, so there's an, also another thing about, like, we get the first dose of, like, this is going to be, like, sorry, Jane got some problems um, already uh, because for some reason, uh, little Susie, I believe her name yes. is Susie, the other dog, yes. has a black Barbie, not Barbie, it's like a baby doll. And she's like, here, you can have this one. She's like, I don't want this doll. I want that doll. And she's not, she's about to fight the girl over the doll. It's been two hours. Like, you don't know her. That made your toys, baby girl. Yeah, I was like, Yo, your mother is living here paycheck free. <laughs> she could be out tonight. <laughs> like, oh, man, she did not want that damn doll. And her mother, like, tries to, you know, I mean, say, like, hey, that's not nice. Like, take the doll. Um, and she just drops it on the ground. As <laughs> they yeah. go to sleep, sleep in their broom closet. And she's like, why do we always have to sleep in the back? And I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, what are you doing to this? These mothers are not good mothers. I would, I'm just gonna. One is hey. worse than, than the other. <laughs> but, like, whoo, what do you got your child doing, child? Uh, I mean, I guess if she's going to do this, she was probably a maid somewhere else. And that's yeah. probably ruined mm-hmm. Sarah Jane's 
sense of everything um, from Jump. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not funny. It's awful. <laughs> yeah. Also, I I don't even know what this like. It's also very funny that like there's scenes where like Susie is less, I guess, like not as behaved as Sarah Jane in some scenes, at least when they're younger. And uh, <laughs> she said, Andy said. And it was like, at least my baby's not a heathen. Like, <laughs> I can't imagine my baby being so, uh, so um, not behaved. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, can you talk to the to the this lady's child like that? Um, she did it. I, I, I mean, mean, Annie is technically Susie's mama, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the thing, like. Laura is not a good mother. Um, like a not a horrible mother. She don't beat her kids or whatever, but she'd be doing stuff and saying, "Oh, it's for Susie," and, and I'm just like, "You don't see your child." <laughs> She's like, "It's for Susie. I'm doing this all for Susie. It's for Susie." And she'd be like, "Bye." Yeah, peace out. Bye. I gotta go to another audition. Going to France. Going to Italy. Deuces. I'm like, girl, what? <laughs> um. I also have a quote here um, from Annie that says, the, my color deviled my baby. Oh, see. That, That's not the right the right thing you should be doing for your baby. <laughs> yeah. So, like, okay. This is what I want to say about Annie. So, Annie, okay. Watching it. Oh, well, when I was younger, I would watch it and I would be like, damn, Sarah Jane. Sarah Jane is very mean and cruel to Annie. Um, and it's like, why is she so mean to her mother? Like, why is she so mean? She's just mean. Watching it as an adult, it's like Annie kind of created this situation a little bit. Um, she took Sarah Jane, like she she was trying her best to make the best for her daughter. But she also didn't do anything to create a community for her daughter. Yeah. And like, I know this film is made by white people, but yeah, it's so they like, don't, mm, they're not really <laughs> in tune to that. At a, like, I, and I know at a certain point, it's like nothing you could do, which you could, we'll talk about a little bit later with passing, which I'm, I'm excited to talk about passing because passing mm-hmm. good, y'all. Um, but, <laughs> Annie completely removed her from a community. Like there are no other black people around. The only other black person that um, Sarah Jane knows is her mother and she hates her mother because her mother has dark skin and she is like, she feels cursed by her mother's appearance. She feels cursed because her mother is black and Sarah Jane feels like she is a white girl. She feels like she's a white woman and she wants to be a white woman. Yeah. Um, and it's like, if you would put like Sarah, like if Sarah Jane was in a community of black people, like you could see that black people are so very, like we look so different. Like it, we're beautiful in all shades. And there are so many people that look like Sarah Jane. Cause like, 
you could see it if you were in an actual community and she would be able to see that and maybe she could feel more comfortable with who she is instead of being so violently hateful of herself and violently hateful of her mom. Mm-hmm. And if she had done that when she was younger, then maybe it wouldn't progress. Like at a certain point, it's like nothing you could do, but it could be an option. And I don't know. Because yeah. from what I gather, like her father was a black man too, or could have been like whatever. But like, you know, cause he's yeah. like, he almost, was, he almost looked white, but like he was black from what I gather. So. Yeah, I think that's what she was saying. He was like maybe on the lighter side, um, without being actually white. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, this is pre, um, you know, pre civil rights, pre like pro blackness. I'm black and I'm proud, but I just can't imagine like people being like, "Whoa, is me? What a shit life being a black person!" <laughs> like all the time. Like, yeah, it's rough out here. But I just can't imagine them, like, telling their kids, being like, all right, now, you're in for a world of hurt. (laughs) This is going to be the worst part of your life. And also, what, okay. And I guess we'll get to this later. I'm going to save this thought for later because this is also what makes me a little bit more annoyed with Sarah Jane as a person. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And then we'll talk about it later when we get to this part because bitch. Oh. Yeah. There's a few times I was like, girl, it's not it's not all this. <laughs> it's it's simply not all of this. And it it is the forties and, and we're going into the fifties and things are hard. And it, it it's hard. It's hard. It's hard being a black woman today. And I understand. And your mom is trying. And Annie. What are what are you doing? Um, why aren't like why aren't you even preparing your daughter for life either? Like you're you're not even you not preparing her. Either. Well, this is what she had told uh, Miss Laura. She had said um, that how do you explain to your child that she was born to be hurt? I'm just like, oh girl, you setting her up for failure. <laughs> like you have to. Like I feel like everybody's parents well maybe most people's parents give you some kind of talk or like a series of talks or just little moments where they explain life to you when you encounter things that are very hurtful like the first time like you have an experience with somebody calling you a nigger or something and that yep, hurts. That happens. <laughs> <laughs> like it happens. Yeah. And we can't like tiptoe around it because it happens. It has happened to all of us. And it I hurts. Think, I think like, uh, yeah, I, I mean, she could have done like a, you know, this might happen to you, but don't let it compromise your self-worth and actually give her some you know, I just like all the black moms I know, like usually just talk up their kids. <laughs> and so like, I don't really, I don't know what happens, but I just don't want to, so she just took the downtrodden sad ass way. Like, well, you're black, but you look white. So your life is going to be shit. Sorry, girl. And even, damn, Annie, damn, it. Like, damn Annie. And maybe, you know, Annie didn't, you know, maybe she's got some self esteem issues. Cause actually, yeah, she's, it feels very, 
<laughs> I won't say maybe. I think it is. <sighs> and like, even if it's not you, you got a relative that you like. You got an auntie. Take it to an auntie. You got your grandma. You got a great grandma. You got a cousin. You got a play cousin. You got an aunt. You got somebody that you can relate to. You got a story somewhere in your family that you can relate to this child. You got somebody in your your own family. You got somebody in your community with a story. Like, damn, prepare this baby. It's kind of funny because it's funny because like you get the sense that she don't have nobody, but then we feel like find out at the end of the film that she has a lot of people that know her and and hold her in high regard. So all of this seems very, very much like a like girl. What like you did that to the baby? It didn't have to be that way with the baby. Mm-hmm. Because I would say, like in passing, and that's like spoil it, whatever. But it's very, like, it's very evident that the person who is passing chose that because she does not like this is advantageous to her. This mm-hmm. little baby is just like I am seeing. I'm seeing black people, and all they do is take care of other people's kids and answer the door, and all this stuff. And I don't know any different. And I don't want that shit. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and, but I feel like in her sense, it, in, it, it, there's like, maybe there's safety in passing, you know, maybe she don't have to live in the back, you know, in the back uh, room and everything like that. But then I don't. At I this mean, particular point in life. Yeah. Uh, it does not work out later, but, <laughs> but I feel like in, in passing like the movie, um, I mean, it's, it's a lot different in the terms of, like, are you not sure you're putting yourself in a dangerous situation? <laughs> ooh, shit. That, ooh. We gonna talk about it, because that gave me, like, so much anxiety, because, like, uh, every decision that character right. made just yeah. gave me anxiety, because they were living on the fucking edge. Like, yeah. everything on the edge. Uh, yeah. Every decision. And I, and I feel like Sarah Jane has, has warped senses of herself as well, but, like, I don't know. I just feel like since this is a movie about mothers, that a mother should step in. <laughs> That's Somebody's all I wanted. Mama. Hi. So I realize that I am not explaining this as well as I hoped. Um, basically, what I was trying to get at is that in passing the movie, um, Claire um, Ruth Negga's character decides to pass after you know her father dies and she goes to live with two white aunts um and in that sense you know you don't really hear her kind of have any like necessarily ill will towards her community like her original like black community um she actually kind of unfortunately fetishizes her old days in the black community um once she decides to pass and and has been living that life for a while Whereas in Imitation of Life, I feel like Sarah Jane only has bad thoughts about being black and what that means. She doesn't have any good memories of of being a black girl. <laughs> and she doesn't have any, or like living among black people, like she doesn't think of herself as black at any point in time. Um, and so that's kind of where the differences are lying, which is basically like reinforces what Brittany says is that you know, had Sarah Jane had a sense of community, maybe things would have turned out a little bit different. But also, like, if you watch Passing, um, maybe not. So, that's all. Um, 
And then there's like Mr. Steve again, who delivers the photos. And we've been calling him Mr. Steve because that's what Annie does. And there's so many parts of this movie where she would just be like smiling at everybody all the time. And I was just like, why does this feel like that one lady from Get Out? I started oh, flipping man. out and start short circuiting. <laughs> and I was like, any minute now, Annie, you gonna start short circuiting, girl? I this cannot be fun. <laughs> and she just quiet, just just grinning, cheesing at Mr. Steve, while then Mr. Steve and Lord just have a whole hour <laughs> They have just like a whole like whole just hour. And I just like, okay. Yeah, this is the whole movie in a movie. <laughs> yeah, a lot of this movie is about Laura and her various lovers, um, including Mr. Steve, and also a playwright, and also the guy who like tried to like Harvey Weinstein her a little bit. <laughs> Mr. Loomis, that is yeah. Alan um Alan Alda's dad. Who is that? Another. He's a the dude. He's in Mash the movie. Oh, okay. Are we learning about nepotism? <laughs> Yeah, he's a nepotism baby. <laughs> Let me just tell you guys right now, everybody and their mother is a nepotism baby. Yeah. Of a certain age. <laughs> yeah. Certain age we we just get about... dry nepotism babies now. The, the, yeah. It ain't, you know, it ain't Liza's, no Your Liza's, your Drew's, your Jamie Lee Curtis's, your um, various countless other people. <laughs> this, this industry your would not kids, be. All the Arquettes, y'all. Um, this industry would not be this industry if there was not somebody saying, hey, my child is great, or hey, my friend that is not talented is talented. So, like, <laughs> I mean, everybody, like, praising talented. the Adams family, and they were like, Angelica Houston, nepotism baby. Yeah, yeah. people don't know. So they're just calling everybody <laughs> by nepotism baby, like they're TikTok stars or something. Like, it's very, like, how dare you be rich? <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. Just do your job. I just want you to act. <laughs> That's all I want you to do. Be so, really good or just be really bad so I can enjoy it. Yeah. But not like that bad. Like if your dad is very good and you're like Scott Eastwood. Oh fuck. Don't, don't <laughs> I just do watched that. I just watched that uh I Want You Back movie and he was in there and I was like, there is an astounding amount of people I don't like in this film. What I won't do for thirst, Manny Jacinto. <laughs> like, like it was it was a stressful watch. <laughs> That is a, it's not a waste, but like, why the fuck, like, your dad is Clint Eastwood and you can't even stand? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? That'd be terrible, though. You got some big ass shoes to fill. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I mean, but then you go into the same industry anyway, so you're gonna have to try. <laughs> you better put on a cowboy hat and figure that shit out. Bro. Look at Liza falling up to fucking Judy fucking Garland. Why is it dancing her damn ass off? <laughs> she did that though. She did it. Yes. Everybody watch Cabaret. Mm-hmm. It's, it's on HBO Match, y'all. Oh shit. Because I've been looking for it. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Um Yeah, so I think this is around the time that Laura gets her first like agent is this the loomis guy where she like finesses her way into this man's office or whatever yeah i think so it's like yeah she's like um make up she made up like um being on his schedule for an appointment and she made up having her own like agent she like scammed her way into so this is why i was saying this is this is so hollywood because hollywood loves these stories if you actually did this today (laughs) 
<laughs> would you not like, be escorted out like tossed out <laughs> people used to just show up at a party and talk to people and that's how you get things like Pulp Fiction that's how you get it once upon a time in Hollywood like people just would, would go places and just be famous out of nowhere it, yeah it, it does not spotted. work spotted <laughs> no I they've got they got them ranks shut tight which is not helping them but yeah it's very <laughs> it's very interesting to see how things like or I guess like how Hollywood ro- romantic because I some people I don't think everybody's story was like that but they love that type of stuff I don't know like oh you got some some moxie girl <laughs> <laughs> I was like, in real life, wouldn't he have like push that special button under his desk and had her escorted on out of here? Maybe he would probably listen. Like, let's see what she got. Oh, he's such a creep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's like, you're gonna. What she? He was like, you're gonna go to all these events and you're just gonna like be on these magazines. And she was like, you're gonna make me cheap. Um, and they, it does not work out for that um at all <laughs> with that whole situation at least at that point but he was basically like you're gonna do everything i tell you and also maybe get a little naked <laughs> she's like i'm a lady and she just turns around and marches straight out that office she's gonna make it happen one way or another she's gonna make it after all <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so this is the part I didn't like because, um, during these scenes with Loomis, he, she says that she knows somebody or blah, blah, blah. Basically he calls her house and she's like, here, you can call and talk to my maid or whatever she says. And I was like, excuse me, not using Annie as a maid. I mean, she is basically a maid, but they're never saying that, which is so wrong. <laughs> You're trying to convince me that this is a friendship. It's a hey maid situation. I'm sorry. Ugh, Annie, why? Annie didn't negotiate well. I, it, it, it was bad. I mean, I understand Annie's situation. She needed a place for her and her baby to lay her head. But just don't do that, y'all. Don't, don't do this. Don't do this at your job. Please accept pay <laughs> as much as you can get. She was just moving fast. I just did like the fact that Laura was like, oh, yeah, talk to my maid. And I was like, oh, here we go. I see. I see. She's the maid now. <laughs> but sometimes they're friends. But then, Quotes, like, she'd be laying, quote. girl, she'd be catering her dinner parties and shit. <laughs> later. Yeah, I was like, oh, I thought, mm. I was like, like I don't was, know about this, Annie. Like, I'm not cooking you breakfast just for breakfast. I'm cooking, like, a whole, like, I'm having a whole dinner party and shit like that. Like, I'm making all the finger foods and all the, <laughs> the main event courses and stuff. Like, what is this? What is this? What is this? But I was like, okay, I just want to. I'm going to keep watching because I feel like something is going to turn. <laughs> and, um, you know, this is another scene. Well, I guess this next scene is about, this is creepy. This is when I was like, okay, Sarah Jane might actually be Macaulay Culkin. Because um, someone, I guess, calls her some slur. 
and says that like black blood isn't as good as white blood which is like I don't know what y'all be thinking but okay um and then Sarah comes home and she wants to see Susie's blood and so they mm-hmm. t- and so Anna Annie describes us doing an experiment I don't know if they're do- like are you just cutting her open Cut the little six-year-old open or what? Like, she's got this big old bandage on her hand. And I was like, not bloodletting. They just wanted to compare Negro blood and white blood a little bit. And I was like... I mean, I guess if you're raised to believe that y'all are two different fucking species of people, like... Or not people, but y'all are two different species. I guess, you know, you was like, oh, well, damn, I don't know. White people bleed like I do or whatever. And for a child to think like, that but I was like that's a oh that's a lot <laughs> this poor child this poor lady you just gonna let her do it she probably just was like well the kids real quiet back there oh lord <laughs> so it's like cause I thought she broke her wrist and I was like oh god Sarah Jane you're breaking you're breaking wrists you're breaking other kids wrists now is this gonna be serial killer Sarah Jane <laughs> No, she's a bad seed. Yeah, that's what that was. Is it the bad seed or the good sign? Which is the one that's like Macaulay Culkin oh, no, terrorizing. Oh, I just wanted my medal. <laughs> He's like terrorizing Elijah Wood. The bad, um, the good son. Um, oh. The bad seed is the little girl that was straight up killing folk. Um, <laughs> that's a banger, y'all. It's from the fifties. Check out the bad seed. Okay. Um. <laughs> Um, it's also a lifetime movie. Oh God! They redid it a couple years ago. Oh, what won't, won't they touch? <laughs> what won't they touch? Um, uh, so in this other scene, or the scene after this, the bloodletting scene, we have Sarah Jane going to school, um, and Annie comes <laughs> because Sarah Jane is. I don't know, she forgot something. I forgot why she came up there. Forgot a lunch, whatever. Um, and I was so confused because I was like, weren't, were schools not segregated? It was, I looked it up. So this is, um, no, not New York. Oh. I don't think okay. so. Because I was very. Because I, I was like, like uh, what? And it, yeah, I, I don't like, think New York was. Hi, back again to interject because I don't want nobody to come in for me. Um, So what Brittany says here about um, New York City schools and segregation is only half true. Um, The real story is that uh, segregation had been made illegal in New York City since 1920. Um, But, you know, in America, (laughs) just because it's the law doesn't mean anybody's actually following it especially in the case of segregation. Um, and uh, a lot of schools, housing, that sort of thing, remain segregated um, well into the 60s. Um, and even today, um, it's actually the New York City school system is considered one of the most segregated school systems in America. Um, but there was uh, a very large um, boycott in 1964 where there was a walkout p- protesting um, segregation and demanding school integration but like I said um, things are still rough out here people um, and school systems are still very much segregated even though the law 
will say is something completely different. Okay, just wanted to clarify because I don't know where Brittany got that, but don't come for us. Thank you. <laughs> also, who enrolled her in school? <laughs> I don't think Laura did. Um, and I'm, new- I'm pretty sure like an eight-year-old can't do it. Oh, yeah, because it's not going to be. I mean, I guess, was she going to school in the first place, like before that? Yeah, I would assume so. Like, somebody okay. had to enroll her in school, and the likelihood that Sarah Jane Johnson would have to be enrolled by an Annie Johnson because wouldn't a parent enroll their child in school? The thing that was really confusing to me, I was like, well, she's in a class. So, like, are the classes segregated? Because she's in a class full of white people. And. You know, of course, Annie comes in and says, that's my baby, Sarah Jane. And uh, and the teacher's like, uh, what? <laughs> She's like, I don't have no color kids in here. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is not, mm-mm. He's <laughs> like, ma'am, you got the wrong class. It's no color people. I thought here. she was going to tell her she got the wrong school entirely. Like, uh-uh, we don't do that here. <laughs> like, she was like, it's no color people in here. Sorry. Yeah. And so Sarah's like, they don't ask me. So I just go over to, you know, she's all crying and stuff. And she's like, I'm not black. I'm white. <laughs> I was like, oh. I was like, you going to have to talk. You have to talk to her about this for real, for real. Annie, y'all need to have a red table talk about this. <laughs> you need to bring her to the table. Who's going to be at the other end? Who's going to be the third? Susie got to moderate. Well, not Susie. It's a bad no. idea. <laughs> Susie moderate. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Susie's. You got to get that baby not... doll. She threw on the ground. So that's wow. The okay. <laughs> okay. That's the only other black person in the house. Yeah. That's true. That's upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, the only other black part. Like, that's the only other black thing in the movie. Until yeah. a certain point. <laughs> Until, like, what? Maybe the last five minutes. <laughs> um... Also, Mr. Steve breaks up with Annie or Annie breaks up with him because he don't want her to go back to Mr. Loomis because there's some like play opportunity or something. Um, And he's like, well, that's a bad idea, which it is a bad idea, girl. He could rape you. But like (laughs) Steve is a little bit more like you can't go anywhere because I told you so because I love you. Which yeah, is I'm like, your man, girl, and you got to listen to me because it is the 40s. That's like such a, like, it's so crazy for somebody to be like, I love you. So I can tell you whatever you want, <laughs> what to do and where to go and where to be. Because um, that was a big thing in Breakfast at Tiffany's, too. And I was like, is this like a thing? Like, you actually said that, not, that was supposed to not scare the hoes? <laughs> and then she just kind of like brushed past him. She was like, all right, bye. I mean, this hoe is scared, personally, me the hoe <laughs> yeah you I can't on- just demand somebody stop their life over you no. declaration of love that no i mean it was a bad idea what she was doing but like no you can't do that mm. well steve sorry and she goes in on him too she's like you don't do anything but try to be an artist but you work at that stupid ad agency doing stupid things <laughs> it's like damn bitch go in She's like, I'm made for the theater. Yeah, I am an actress. I'm an actress. Have you seen my TikToks? That's what she would <laughs> like. be on TikTok trying to make it. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then we also have, I think, a, is it Christmas where Sarah Jane sees a figurine of Jesus and she was like, Jesus is white just like me. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's not funny it's so terrible <laughs> and nobody's addressing this nobody's gonna be like well girl you know see that's the problem let's see that's the like, problem a, a child says that out loud you'd be like okay girl <laughs> hold on how can you you can't even dispute it in 1959 like you can't you can't say no, nothing about true. that because black jesus's didn't come into households until the 60s Whatever James Brown was like, say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud. That's when black black Jesus hit them households. <laughs> I just, it just seemed like a very like, sus thing. Not sus thing to say, but I'm just like, they don't, they don't catch y'all attention. Somebody needs to be listening to the child. <laughs> She's been uh, saying a lot of wild shit. And the only person that hear her is Susie. And Susie be like... I don't know what to do. <laughs> she's like, my black friend keeps saying she's a white woman. And um, as a white woman, I'm a little scared. And I have to tell my black mom about it, but I don't know how to do it. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely, mm. poor, C- I mean, not poor Cece. I, mm. She always was like, Sarah Jane, I just don't know what to do with you, child. <laughs> Basically. She's like, I don't think your mama would approve of this. Exactly. And the girl like, I don't give a damn about that lady. <laughs> She's like, I don't care what I don't care what my mama thinks. Exactly. Yeah. It's Susie is definitely Annie's baby. But like Laura's nobody's mother. <laughs> <laughs> she just be in the house. She's like, she okay. a roommate. She's like, Okay, you guys, have fun. I'm going out on the town. Um but Laura ends up meeting like a playwright and he rewrites the role for her because of you know her genius acting or whatever um <laughs> she just be rude to everybody and they be like oh my god oh my i can't god. believe she talked to me like that mm. <laughs> yeah she's like you wrote this this character wrong it should be this person it's supposed to be this kind of comedy and i was like girl do you know what you're talking about He's like, did you read the whole script or did you just read your three lines that you fucked up? And you couldn't say them three lines. So you are <laughs> like, oh, you need to change this whole thing around. <laughs> this shouldn't be a comedy. It should be a drama because I fucked up. Because I can't be funny. <laughs> Is there a problem with I'm a dumbass, so fix this. <laughs> fix everything. Girl, sit down, please. <laughs> but they love her. They just love her for it. They just, She's just so... Oh my God, Laura! <laughs> and he's like, "Oh no, we have to rewrite this whole play." The whole play, girl. And you have a bigger part now. Oh my! Mm. Yeah, it's very a star is born. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't really. I mean, I guess Laura's supposed to be a good actress. I feel like it's debatable, but um. She ends up being like a huge hit and um, gets lots of good reviews. Um, and the playwright, who I cannot remember what his name is, and it does not matter, <laughs> um, he's like, Oh, you know, let's you and me get together. <laughs> Talking about some, I always fall in love with my leading ladies. And I was like, These people are That's- so trash. Mm. You can't be saying that. That's so trash. Yeah, mm-hmm. this weirdo. I mean, she don't love him though. She's clearly just using him for like acting opportunities. Even though they stay together for like ten years. 
Yeah. That's his um, muse. Yeah, that's his muse. And they make a lot of um they make a lot of plays together. Um she's on the cover of all these magazines and they're showing time progress um to nineteen fifty eight. Um so by this time she's you know giant ass dressing room. Oh wait, wait, wait. And all this oh, really quickly. What did we skip? know who he is? No. That is Josie Packard's husband in Twin Peaks. I don't have my... I don't know what he looked like. Josie was the star of that. <laughs> yeah, she. he's like the older man that she marries. Oh, and then she gets locked into a doorknob? <laughs> Girl, I don't... Andrew Packard? Hold on. She's, what is he supposed to look like? This guy in the white hair? He, yeah, he's just like an older man. Like I remember him because like he was older. They look the same. She was gorgeous. Yeah, and then because I was like, wait, date? why'd you get David? Like, I don't yeah, remember him. Like, I don't remember him. Um, I know he had like I thought he had like red hair or something. Um, yeah, he had like brownish he, hair in the in a in mustache, the <laughs> like this is a very intense mustache. And um, he had on his knives out sweater. <laughs> I can only remember him in that yellow suit and I was like oh this is nacho color um <laughs> it's not uh <laughs> but um yeah they I was like damn is this gonna turn into like the fame monster when she turns into like a huge bitch but I mean she doesn't really turn into a huge bitch she's just um does not see her kid very often because Susie is away at boarding school so she shipped her ass on off um she also says she does not love the playwright and she's saying all this to Annie while Annie's like I don't know like her I don't want to say stagehand is not the right word but like she's like her assistant Annie wears many hats and not paid for a nan one of them no, why am I holding your purse not I'm holding your purse and I'm not getting paid for it <laughs> she might need to renegotiate her her salary to get a salary at all mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like lady it can't this can't be a good I mean it's beneficial because you get to do whatever and you you know get to go I mean you get to stand backstage and watch her act and I'm, I'm sure it's brilliant and wonderful and amazing but yeah this, I don't know how, what you're getting out of this other than her house I mean job security thing seems very shaky because I kept waiting for them to like have a fallout yeah, like, hey, I heard Sarah Jane say she was a white woman. You gonna talk to her about that? Don't you tell me how to raise my daughter? Something like that. Yeah, there should have been like some sort of like, don't tell me how to raise my baby. But, I don't. Or like, you're overstepping with Susie more than. Please stop. Oh yeah, she don't get my Sarah Jane. <laughs> she yeah. did not get my Sarah Jane <laughs> at all. Um. Yeah, I think it would have been one of the, what when she came home and she saw the the bill bandage on her arm. I was like, "That's it, you on the streets now, girl." <laughs> no, she let her stay, and I was like, "I know many a maid has been fired for way less things." Yeah, it's so unrealistic. Yeah, 
She loved she loved Annie. Annie, I mean, who gonna raise her daughter without Annie? <laughs> the people at that boarding school. She says, time for you to go. Um <laughs> Uh, but they end up moving into like a very large house, very very big house in the suburbs. Um, I, the butler, the okay. <laughs> um, this whole the the whole staff of the house I had a problem with because I looked up, I looked like looked down for a second and I looked up and I was like, oh hell no. Nah. <laughs> because there is a butler there is like a formal a maid and it's, it's, it's black people yeah I didn't I always saw the butler I didn't see anybody else so I was kind of like um and are you in charge of these people like how is how is this working are you you comfortable with this are you comfortable I mean I guess but like isn't it weird I don't know. It felt like very. <laughs> I'm like trying to find the words. I don't know. Doing that just like concern. Like, isn't that like a that's because a class issue as well as like a racial issue? Because you underneath the white lady. <laughs> like, I would feel very uncomfortable telling somebody who like. Okay. Go get those towels from Miss Laura. <laughs> yeah, like, um, hey, can you go clean that toilet? Like, um, <laughs> can you take out trash? Thing. Like, no. Like, the grossest thing. Like, I can't, I wouldn't be able to do it. Like, because I would, like, I can't do it. Like, yeah. I can't do it. Like, I couldn't even hire, like, a cleaner or anything. Like, I can't do it because, like, I would just fucking clean my house myself. Like, no. <laughs> um, no. Yeah, I would, um, I was very, like, I was confused at Annie's position at this time, even though she's been with her for, like, 10 years now. It still seems like she's, like, she's not, a f- like, they're not talking to each other about, like, each other's love lives or each other's, like, day-to-day stuff. It's always, like, here, Miss Sarah, or not here, Miss Sarah, like, here, Miss Laura, and here you go and hey Mr. Steve can I get you a, a, a drink like <laughs> it's not like she's on equal footing with them but they kind of act like she is it's the dynamics are off Like the dynamics are weird cause I just feel like I mean you know, when I'm watching this, I'm thinking of, like, real life. I'm like, any, di- any day now, the dynamics are going to switch. Somebody's going to, like, rip the rug right off from under you. You're just going to, like, if you just say, like, one thing that they don't like, it's just like, oh, let me remind you where the fuck you supposed to be. <laughs> like, let me remind you who's in charge of this household. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's odd. Uh, I mean, they kind of did some passing too with like. The oh, maid. I did not like that. No, and listening to the audiobook, it's very clear that like how they're, how Irene speaks versus how um, their maid speaks. Like the 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 person who's narrating completely changes their voice and stuff. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> yikes. Um, but yeah, in this movie, like. Annie, girl, are you sure you're all right? 
Mm. I'm just worried for you, girl. I just feel like sometimes people get really comfortable and they get the, you know, they get the rug snatched out from under them. Yeah. Um, but, um, so they're in this big ass house and, and it's making stuff for them. Um, she's also starting to have dizzy spells and I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> Mm, yeah, they was like, oh, did you call the doctor about your spells? She's like, oh, yes, I spoke to the doctor about my spells. It was it was nothing, you know. You know how it is, Miss Law. <laughs> you're just getting older. And I was like, lady, you're dizzy. Um, and also we see the older versions of Sarah and Susie. And, I mean, they did a good job with the casting, but, like, this is still another white person, apparently. <laughs> <sighs> you know, I think what it is really, it might be the hair as well. No attempt at texture. I mean, you get that uh, Madam CJ Walker. <laughs> <laughs> you get that hot comb. Please, can you and imagine? Get a relaxer. And he just sitting there on a Sunday evening, hot combing that child's hair. No, there's no way. <laughs> I think that's you know like if they had done that did you could be like mm, 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 you know doing the squint trying to figure out <laughs> what's, but yeah it's I mean she's pretty and all but there's I something mean, sinister I'm about sorry. her if you did that Susie would be like can you do mine a little <laughs> can you put a texturizer on my hair <laughs> oh, and then Laura's like, mm, I smell murder. Can you please wow. not do that? God, can you please not do that in the house anymore? Thank you. <laughs> uh, I mean, Susie is. We make fun of Susie, but like she's really got, she's got, you know, some issues because her mama don't ever talk to her <laughs> or interact with her. Does Annie send her a letter? I feel like Annie does most of the communicating with her. Yeah. Like on behalf of her mother. Yeah. I don't know if I'm making that up, but like it just seemed like her mother just had no regular contact with her um and also uh <laughs> um i guess the playwright breaks up with her right after they move him in there <laughs> because laura is going to do a quote-unquote controversial play um with a colored angle as described by one of the characters oh hey i want to know what I want to know would... more about the colored angle. Is she going to kiss a colored man? Probably. I don't know. I mean, I gave her good reviews for it. I don't think that she would get good reviews for that. I don't know. Well, the play is like her and like some other white people, I think. But then there's like also black people. We don't see like the actual play. We just see them like taking a bow. But then I thought it was interesting that the people in the audience were like mixed as well. Like, there were black people sitting next to white people. Hmm. 
I was like, hmm, is this like some sort of fantasy world? I'm very confused. I might be wrong. Maybe you could sit next to white people, but I don't know. <laughs> Feels like they would put you in the back. I don't know. I was very confused on what the whole play was. But, you know, more people love Laura. Yay, she's great. And then all of a sudden, Steve is back. Yeah, and this is what Steve. happens pretty much the whole movie. He comes with his girlfriend. Yeah, and she's like, I need to get my man back. She becomes enamored with the playwright. Oh, the girlfriend? Yeah, she becomes enamored with somebody. You know what? This is at a certain point, I was very confused on who was who. So I was just like, is that Liz? Is that the playwright? Can't tell. I don't know. (laughs) Only because the girlfriend also looks like Laura. Does she? She had brown hair. Oh, she did? I thought she was blonde. They they no. looked alike to me. No. I could have swore she was like some dowdy looking <laughs> brown haired girl. Like she didn't I thought, well, isn't Steve supposed to be a lot younger than her? Cause she she looked a lot younger than him. I was like, Did you bring somebody from like the sock hop or something? Like, what is this? <laughs> to this dinner party. What is this very nice party you brought this this barely out of her teens child to? She she probably was like twenty five mm. to Laura's. Now Laura is thirty five. Yeah, fifty five. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so they, I guess they get back together, kind of. This was very. They, this is when the movie got repetitive, because like Steve is gone. Steve, Steve and Laura have a falling out about her career, basically. Steve will leave. Steve will come back. Him and Laura will make, you know, heart eyes at each other. And then something else happens about her career. And then Steve is gone again. Yeah, that's their cycle that they are stuck in. Yeah. Um, and it's it's so ridiculous. I also do not understand why Sarah Jane was looking at him the way she was looking at him. Because he's a white man. But they're She's surrounded by white people at this party. I mean, everybody was looking at Mrs. Steve. Everybody in that room looked at Mrs. Steve the same way. That's what I was thinking. I was like, I gotta, <laughs> please don't tell me we're going to have an affair. This is gonna be crazy. I thought it was going to be Sarah J. I, really I thought, thought as well. And I was like, that makes more sense. She's wild as hell. <laughs> and that's exactly what she would do. She would have no problem with that. And, um, I mean... That's not what happens, but um, <laughs> Sarah is actually dating somebody. Oh God, she was so excited! Like she was extremely excited because <sighs> this is a white man, and he's not just any old white man. He's like a blonde-haired, blue-eyed white man. Like this is white. <laughs> You're not gonna confuse this one with anything else. Um, oh. <laughs> She was telling, she was telling Susie about it, and so Susie was like, "So he's a color boy." Oh God, yeah, that sets her off every time somebody's like, "Oh, you got a nice little colored boy for a boyfriend." She's like, "Why would you say that? How dare you? I'm a white woman." <laughs> like Sarah Jane, and then Susie was like, "I didn't mean anything by it. I was just, I was just saying. I was just saying." She was like. No, you meant that. 
And I was like, oh, shit. Like, Susan, get the fuck out of that room. <laughs> and I like in danger. I don't. I, I for, for some reason, I just don't like how villainous they made Sarah Jane compared to how, like, virginal and sweet um, Susie yeah. is. Like, Susie's just so innocent and sweet and blonde. She's like your, like, liberal friend who's like, oh, my God, I had no idea it was this bad. <laughs> and Sarah Jane is just, like, over-the-top evil yeah. in her, like, self-hatred. I- I will be like, a white woman. Like, I will be <laughs> like, oh, it's getting to mommy dearest levels, girl. Simmer it down. <laughs> and it's like, it's too, it's too much. It's too much. It's like, uh, first it's of really all, this awesome. is, this is a black woman and she is a villain. <laughs> yeah. And her self, like her self-hatred is making her a villain in this story. And it, like, come on. Like, come the fuck on. I, I don't know what that says. Like, <laughs> you know, like, you've got this. Like, she got to work on herself, but, like. It's like, she's the evil, like, she's the evil, like, trickster who's going to trick you into marrying her. <laughs> she's the, she could be in your homes right now. <laughs> you have a negress in your homes. Like, yeah, the, I don't know. secret negro. Like, yeah. That's. Like, when she's trying to tell um, Susie about her her white boyfriend, she's like, I don't want him to know that I am black. I don't want him to know. I just told him that my parents are strict and he could never meet them because I, what he's going to do, he's going to spit on me if he finds out I'm black. And I'm like, Sarah Jane, you are creating a situation that is potentially dangerous, like, I, if he is, if you think that he is going to react like this, if he finds out that you're a black woman, girl, I don't be think good. this is a person that you should be involved with. Like, if, this if is you're dangerous in a, to you. If, I feel like if you're in a situation where if you tell somebody something about you and they try to beat the hell out of you, I feel like that's not good. <laughs> yeah. And, or worse, like, it, like just you being like, oh, yeah, I got like, you know, my mom's black. I'm, you know, like, what have you, I'm thinking about passing again. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just seems very, very dangerous. And I'm like, oh, if this cannot, like, the risk cannot outweigh the benefits. I, 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 not where your life it, is concerned, girl. It just seems like, and again, like, I can't understand. And it's something that I will never understand because I can't pass. Like, I I can't do it. Like, I, I can't. I mm-hmm. can't. If y'all swoop out on Twitter, you see my little little pic, I can't do it. So. Mine isn't black and white, but I can confirm <laughs> that there's no passing here either. But, like, um, yeah, I just can't understand. Like, I, I don't understand that that risk. Like, I, I just, it, it's a lot to risk. You gotta be like, in a very bad place. Life. You gotta be in a bad place to like risk your physical safety <laughs> and mental and safety. Because like, and I, I will say I under, I under like, I get why people do it. Like, 
I wish like, we, we should have done, done a passing imitation of life double feature because I want to reference passing when I say some stuff, but I, but I mean, like, you know, when the, we get to the episode, like, that's when, obviously, but... Um, it's a heavy, heavy sigh. It's a heavy sigh when I say this. Well, also, like, like the, the concept of passing, because I always thought of passing as just, like, you look like a white person, but you have black ancestry, but, like, like... I saw it explained further, like, this is not just, like, you You say you're this thing, but you, like, you live your life as a white person, devoid of any sort of um, ties to your black ancestry. You do not acknowledge it. You don't hang around black people. You don't listen to black music. You don't do you any of that. You are a white person. Like, you, are you are white. white. Because if you slip up and you're no longer passing, that could become a safety issue for you. Um... And this and is something that happens in habit. Yeah, and it, you know, you this is something that's referenced in passing as well, as far as like who she interacts with and stuff like that. But like when when the curtain is like like when the Wizard of Oz curtain is revealed <laughs> and pulls out and reveals you know because it wasn't I don't know how she found out or how her boyfriend found out. Yeah, I don't like, was he doing this the whole time as a prank? Because, you know, some kids are crazy <laughs> and would plan out long, detailed versions of revenge and humiliation. <laughs> oh, like, I'm like, oh, Nate Jacobs. <laughs> Girl, you are not Billy Loomis, okay? Oh. <laughs> you don't have it. You don't have the sauce. <laughs> I'm sorry. But get your daddy arrested to Kyla Minogue. <laughs> One day, somebody needs to invite us on their show so we can talk about Euphoria. So I can talk about how Sam has lost his mind. <laughs> he that was jarring. Like I, a lot of those episodes, I, I was legitimately like sitting in the dark, scared. <laughs> I'm the dark. I think. Like, I'm scared. You know, there were parts, there were many highs, and there were very many lows, and they were coming in such quick succession that you're just like, is it a fluke? Like, what's going on? <laughs> like a white man sitting in the dark in your room? That was scary. That was fucking scary. And I'm not, like, I'm not, haha. No, that was know. terrible. That I was actually, scary. I actually got that up was and went to the bathroom. Scary. I actually went, got up and went to the bathroom when that's, because I was like, oh, it's it's still happening. He's still sitting there. I'm not imagining things like, oh no. Um, yeah. I hope they got some therapy after that. Probably not. Cause HBO is notorious for not doing what they said they were going to do. <sighs> they were talking about, yeah, this is a cool work environment. I do not think that's a cool work environment, but God bless everybody. I hope they, um, I hope all the scrutiny leads to some changes. I don't know. Zendaya, you producer help them out. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Please you get your Emmy in. You help you help your coworkers and colleagues. Please, please, for the love of God, because who knows he gonna put them through next time in two thousand. Some of them, because I don't know if everybody coming back. Yeah, he's also wasting characters. Ugh, Sam, 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 Sam. At least help Sydney, girl. Which one is Sydney? Sydney and Hunter. Help them, because you know they'll. Come Wait, back. who is Sydney? Oh, Sydney Sweeney. Sorry, I was like, which one is Sydney? <laughs> Yeah, hun- hey, girl, we don't see it for Cassie, but like, come on. Like- 
bouncing around boobily crying and all that <laughs> enough is enough and little little Maud little Maud I shout out to her another nepotism baby that people couldn't believe she's a nepotism baby <laughs> like y'all didn't watch Knocked Up and everybody's like no I was born in 2000 I was born in 2005 no I did not <laughs> that's basically what people were saying her little sister and them too Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a wild fucking ride. Now, um, <laughs> oh my God. Um, I just don't, I mean, I knew when her boyfriend came to meet up with her or whatever, because she don't have him in an alley. Obviously. In an alley. Like, yeah, I mean, be secretive, but can it be romantic? Like, you didn't meet up by, like, the, the lover's lane or whatever, or by the lake, or, I mean, that would have been dangerous too, but, like, somewhere cute. Um, this is what you this is what you're accepting every day after school and on weekends <laughs> the alleyways um yeah he's talking about running away together damn this was that's damn this might be Nate Jacobs I <laughs> Sarah Jane Sarah Jane Sarah Jane bro we're gonna run away together was it his idea to run away together or was it hers somebody it was, was probably like, hers she was somebody... probably like I need to go yeah, she's like, let's. I, oh, she's like, well, what do you think I'm gonna do? I'm gonna run away with a Negro. <laughs> Actually, he didn't call her Negro. <laughs> he called her. I guess. I guess. You gotta well, run he away. called her a son of Tony Kirk. Yeah. I guess. Um, some of them old, old timey slurs. A shot. Did he call her a shine? Um, I don't know. Am I taking that from something else? I might be taking that from the passing audio book. So I've I've heard oh, that word recently and been like, wait, all kinds of slurs on that. Like your nickname, sir, a slur, bruh. Mm. <laughs> passing was a fast, and we I, I don't even. Mm, I, we'll we'll talk about it. <laughs> um, yeah. So he basically beats her up and leaves her for dead in the alley. That really hurt my feelings. Like, she get on my fucking nerves, but this poor baby was just in a puddle, like, broken and beaten up. And then then she had to go home and explain, like, what happened. And everybody was really upset, like you would be, because, like, we're worried. Like, not like a where where were you, but, like, baby, what happened? Like, are you okay? Like, do... Do we need to roll out? Like, like it was kind of like a yeah. that kind of moment. Do I need to see? Do I need to send Mr. Steve out? <laughs> <laughs> like, everybody was having that kind of moment, and she wouldn't say. Like, her mom is like, "What happened?" She's like, "I don't want to talk to you." Yeah, and Susie was like, "Well, I know who did it. It was her boyfriend, and he must have found out that she was black." And then uh, Sarah Jane just started yelling at Annie, like, this is your fault. This is your fault because you're black and I'm black and this is your fault. It's like, uh. Something in me keeps being like, why don't you blame your non-existent ass daddy? But like, I guess because he's black and this is the worst thing you can be. (laughs) She's not going to. Blame her dad. 
like, I feel like what? Annie, like, you need to go find that man and bring him to the house. Yeah. Go get Mr. C to do some detective work and bring that motherfucker here. <laughs> you find that everybody else, bring him here. Yeah. She, um... I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out what Sarah Jane wanted her to do. Like, it wasn't take her around no black people because she was like, I'm not going around no black people. I'm not going around no, you know, chauffeurs and maids and butlers and all kinds of, you know. She don't want to do that. But, like, what are you going to keep yelling at your mama? Yes. She, <laughs> like, do you want Annie to wash the blackness off? Like, what the fuck do you want from Annie? She could. She'd probably be like, scrub that shit off today. <laughs> <laughs> Like, get do you it want off. her to watermelon man it? What do you want? Like, oh, no. what do you want? Like, do you want her to wake up a white woman? Yes. Like, what do you want? She asked. She would love that very much. Like, this is a part that I didn't understand about Sarah Jane's situation that is kind of different. Like, she didn't seem to want for anything. Like, she is good. Like, she had... She's got a good life. Like, she's got, you know... I don't know how to explain Like, she had... Yeah, yes, like, she the... has everything that Susie has, basically. Like, no, she didn't go to boarding school, but it looks like she has a good education. And she has... Things like yeah. Laura made sure that everybody had everything. I think it's just the knowledge of knowing that her mother is black and it could ruin her life at any time, <laughs> theoretically, is the thing that gets on her, um, you know, grinds her gears, Oh, you know, because everything would just be simple if her mom would just stop saying that my baby, that's my baby. <laughs> <laughs> Which is sad, because it's like, damn, you ain't got nobody else. I mean, you got, you got Laura and Susie, but, like, not really. Because you, um, Sarah Jane, you kind of scaring the hoes, too. Yeah, girl. I'm telling you, I feel like she strangled a squirrel or something. She's scary. She's sinister. Just a lot of... Like, you... I, feel, I don't know. I've been feeling bad because it's just like, damn, child. Got a lot of rage for someone who's 18. But also, like, sometimes it just be like, Sarah, please. <laughs> Please. Yeah. It's it's sad. Yeah. Um and also just being beat up and stuff and everybody and you know that boy told everybody in the whole damn school. I know. Um like her life is pretty much ruined now. Cause who's she gonna talk to? I mean if she had friends in school, they're not gonna be a friend no more. Yeah. Um But again, who enrolled her in school? This time she enrolled herself. <laughs> like freshman year, I'm pretty sure like, yeah. Yeah, my mom couldn't come. You can't enroll at 14. My mom couldn't come, so I'm just enrolling myself. <laughs> but I think after this scene or some scenes after this whole assault, this is when I was like, what is this friendship between Annie and Laura? <laughs> because Annie's talking about how she has to go see somebody or talk to a friend or something like that. And like go to church or do some stuff. 
And Laura don't know that this lady does this stuff. She's like, oh my God, Annie, you have a life? Yeah, you you go to church? I didn't know you go to church. It's been 10. Oh, I thought when I turned off the lights in here, you just stood in the dark all day. <laughs> it's been 10 years. <laughs> what do you think she does when you're not around? <laughs> Can you, like... This is why I was like, this shit feels one-sided. Please don't tell me this is what you did with Zora in your first 10 because my goodness. That's not a real friendship. You're not friends with these people. You are, at most, you are an employer who does not pay your people. Still, I mean, she gives her money. But, like, would you want to call this a friendship? Like, I know there's some people who are friends with people they don't know nothing about them or whatever. But, like, also, this is, like, this is a little bit much. There they are roommates. And he's saying, like, hours for stuff. Like, our house. That is Annie. That's, that is Annie's house. I mean, it's her house, but she don't own that shit. <laughs> it, it, she doesn't. But that is Annie's house. That is Annie's daughter. And But everything is we. We do this. Yeah. We're doing, we're going, you know, blah, blah, blah. We're going to go do this. We have this. She just letting her know. I feel like this would have been more interesting if she had something on Laura and was like blackmailing her. <laughs> because that makes more sense, right? Like, you remember the time you killed that man? <laughs> I know what you did last time. Remember summer? when you killed Mr. Loomis? <laughs> yeah, that would, see, let's rewrite this. So, <laughs> Annie meets Laura after Laura has a bad audition. No, start over. Laura meets Mr. Loomis, has a bad audition. He tries to assault her. She kills him. Annie is like, I don't know, the cleaner in the building or something. And then she just happens to meet Miss Laura on the beach and says, I'd love to stay and take care of you, miss, or whatever she said. And like, then chaos and now this lady's just stuck in this crazy relationship for 10 years i would watch it okay we got the and then you got the um the daughter that's still in there i mean Susie don't know no better i'm talking about sarah jane i don't know where you would put sarah jane like here take my sarah jane and her, no, she, um, sarah jane needs to be, white woman stuff. sarah jane needs to be introduced to all the the finest in highest society or some, you know, let me ingratiate her with your friends so she can live out this life mm-hmm. and marry somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As a white woman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does anybody find out her secret that she's black? I see. We need to figure out that part. That's a little bit harder. Hmm. I'm just saying, somebody should have been um, blackmailed. Does, does Miss Laura kill that person to protect the secret? Oh, she got to kill more people. <laughs> you know, you have to kill, you kill one, you got to kill more to protect the first lie. Because <laughs> they are family. But we are family. We're going to do this together. <laughs> Let's become a family of criminals. Somebody mm-hmm. do this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Stop making a whole lot of sense now. But somebody do this. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like something should have happened. There's like no conflict between them, like ever. No, you got the con- the conflict in this part is between Sarah Jane and her mama, and then oh. Susie and her mama. 
It's a mama drama. Yeah, this is not about race relations at all. <laughs> this is about mothers failing their daughters and their daughters being like, well, bitch, fuck you. <laughs> I'm a grown woman. I'm a grown woman. Um, is this the scene where... Um, I'm trying to find the scene. If this is the scene that I'm thinking of, this is where Sarah goes and meets her, um, meets Laura's um, like business people or something. Isn't it like a director wants to hire her to be in a movie or something like that, and she's gonna be like the lead? And Annie tells her, Annie tells Sarah to go bring out some food on like a tray and like. <laughs> Sarah decides oh, yes. to do her greatest acting ever. And yeah, I don't even know what she said. <laughs> she just was like, here, my mom is, it's like a really bad, um, it's like a really bad imitation of her mother, I guess. She's, she basically like, here, sir. Here's some of these orders for you now. <laughs> if you need some, me and my mammy just gonna be in the kitchen. <laughs> Basically. And she said, I learned it from my... Oh, what is... No. Laura was like, oh, that's a nice trick. She's like, I learned it from my mammy. And she learned it from old mass before she belonged to you. How... Oh, and Laura about <laughs> In front of the, all the guests. <laughs> so I, she don't like Miss Laura. She does not. Because. She don't like anybody in that house. But I feel like she resents her mother because she works for Laura. Yeah. But she also resents her mother just for existing in the first place. Because I feel like she feels like she should be at the party and not serving the party. Yeah, but I don't understand like. Her thing with Laura, aside from that, like if like if your mother didn't work for Laura, you would have no problem with her. Uh, she probably still would have. That's <laughs> what I'm trying to figure out. You know, like like are you really? Is it because that your mother works for this white lady that you have? take issue with it because I would take issue with it because look at this shit <laughs> no money after 10 years no consistent money girl I don't understand um and you not even paying this Laura <laughs> it's like mm. but did I it's not like she would care also beyond that like if it didn't have a like some sort of domino effect to her <laughs> I don't think she would care like Sarah Jane would care she Sarah Jane no fucking <laughs> everybody is the problem with Sarah Jane <sighs> she a fucking mess um, on the side we should mention that Susie is falling in love with Steve yeah that's her boo Steve is not falling in love that's with Susie that's her boo but no cause Susie's a baby <laughs> Susie's like 16 <laughs> or 17 years old but like he I guess Sarah was like, watch out for my baby while I'm at wherever next location they're doing for theater or acting or whatever she's doing. 
And Steve, like, calls her up and, like, sometimes they'll go horseback riding because of sort of Susie's a horse girl. <laughs> um, and, like, they've been spending just a lot of time together. And, like, I guess, oh, I don't know. He should have given her, like, love advice. <laughs> and she's like, oh, this means us because I am a child. Yeah. Well, I'm like 16. But still childish as hell. <laughs> I mean, it's still a child. Going on 17. Oh, that's the bomb. <laughs> Sing it. Sing it. I know you know it. <laughs> that's all I Damn. know. Don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> you seem so confident. And it'd be like, do, 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 do. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> y'all know. Y'all know. Y'all finish it. Y'all know. <laughs> um,. Yeah, I don't know why they stuck this in here. <laughs> I'm just going to say it like that. I have no idea why they stuck this thing in here about Susie and Steve. And it's like, you know what? We're going to get extra messy. And it's like, we got something for the Negroes. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I'm going to do something for, for everyone It else. seems like fun for the whole family. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if this is in the book in the Imitation of Life novel uh, it just seemed very random not random because of like Susie's been talking about like asking people about boys and kissing and stuff like that and, and you know that's what her plans are after graduation <laughs> um, but uh, I just uh, I was not I was very confused that Susie, it was Susie and Steve and not Sarah and Steve. Considering how badly yeah. she was to get the hell out of there. Yeah. Um. Well, they'll probably be like, well, you know, you know Sarah Jane's boyfriend. <laughs> I mean, he knows. And that's what he probably thinking. He's like, you know. You know, I can't be out and about with this black. Wow. <laughs> I always thought Steve would be rude to them at one point. He never was either. It all seems very fanciful. Like, people may not know, but he knows. <laughs> I just thought he would, I don't know. I was waiting for somebody to turn on somebody. Get the real melodrama in there. But that would probably make Sarah Jane like lose her mind. <laughs> if Steve had turned on her mother or turned on her, no, like if Steve was like, "Hey, Sarah Jane, do you want to go to dinner?" and I let you order a coke. <laughs> I, I like think she, would, she would lose I think it. She would have taken advantage of it as soon as she possibly could. I thought that's what she was thinking of doing, but that's not what happened. So, um. Also, Sarah is supposed to be working for the library. She's not working for the library. She has lied and said that she is uh, actually she's working in a club. Mm. Doing some. This is when I was like, okay, what are we doing? <laughs> Once again, what are we doing? Because she's singing this number. It's not like a topless number, but it's like a more risque. Like she's in a very uh, revealing outfit or whatever. <laughs> And I and doing this dance routine over the tables and stuff and up on the men who are like all weird and creepy. 
Yeah, she she's in her little burlesque number. I was very, very confused at this as well. Because why are we? What are we doing? She's she's getting her life. See, I would have liked it better if she just ran away and married somebody who was like, I don't know you anymore. <laughs> like that. Oh, oh Lord. Um, <laughs> and she gets her mother kicked out of the club. She was like, who let her? Basically, who let her? Yeah, who let this in? And she's going by a different name and all kinds of stuff. So she's like, get rid of her. <laughs> I don't know this woman. Oh, man. Annie is always willing to say, that's my baby, that's my daughter. And everybody who's like, hears it is like, skirt, skirt, what are you saying? And Sarah Jane is always like, God damn it, you're ruining my life. <laughs> it's always, I don't know. I do not know this woman. I have never met this woman a day in my life. <laughs> oh, it never works out. Um, but yeah, Sarah goes storming off with her suitcases and stuff, and she's like, I'm gonna get as far away from you as I possibly can. And her mother's just beside herself with grief and and she ends up taking a plane. I guess they wait, Steve tracks her down. Don't know how this happens. I guess he's got the people from Maury on his side. He hires a detective to track her down. And it's like so she's living under an alias. Her name is Linda. <laughs> What name change? She's in California. I, can you imagine? Like, I'm thinking of like she had like a quote unquote black name, and she did. she just went from Sarah to. John. She went from Sarah to <laughs> like everybody, auntie. I'm sorry. She's just making herself real white. Linda, Linda, it was like Linda McAllister or some shit. I forgot. <laughs> Your name wasn't that budget. I mean, okay. I guess that people recognize you. It just sounds so funny because I was like, oh, that's such a big change, <laughs> Sarah to Linda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she she's dancing at the titty twister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so was she like a chorus girl or something? Yeah. Well. And he takes a plane all the way to Hollywood, which again, I was like, wait, what? But, um, gets to Hollywood, sees her, and I guess, like, <laughs> does, does Sarah act, Sarah says something like, I felt like you were in the crowd or something, like, she gets sense her, <laughs> and I don't know why I found that funny. She's like, I knew it was, I knew it was. Like a dark omen I or something. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. She had like her mama goddamn Freddy Krueger or It shit. really sounded like she like, was being haunted by her mother. <laughs> now I have to pack up my life and leave again. I have to go across the have ocean. Have you talked to my boss? Have you talked to my friends? Have you ruined everything for me again? Oh, girl. And she's like, no, baby. I am not. <laughs> I have not talked to anybody. I'm tired of you. And she's like, I'm tired of running. I'm tired of you. She's like, don't worry, Sarah Jane. I'm tired, too. I'm tired of your bullshit. <laughs> if only. <laughs> That's what we all needed from this movie. Somebody tell a girl, girl, just sit down somewhere and give it a rest. Oh, man. It, oh, my God. If you're... 
He was like, I just wanted to see you one more time, baby. That's all I wanted because I'm just so tired. And she was like, well, damn, you get a good look. (laughs) Sir James, such an asshole. Oh, man, she put this lady through hell. And she's like, well, get a good look. And she's like, okay. Annie's like, I mean, this is when I was like, something wrong with Annie. Because she just like, I mean. She, and I was like, Annie is. Uh... She is a, like a one step. Not, well, not at this point. But she is getting, she just seems very weak. And I guess you would assume initially that it's just like, you know, the grief of her child running away and stuff. But like, Annie is not well health wise. <laughs> Mm-mm. I was like, not all this, girl. You hollering at your mother. Please sit down. And she calls her a mammy. <laughs> after she leaves, after after Annie finally leaves and says, I'm not going to be in your life anymore. Don't worry about me. Um, You know, ruining everything and telling your friends. And goes after, like, giving her a kiss or something. And is this actually... Is this when she's still in the room? Because her... The friend that she was waiting on was like, hey, so you the hotel maid? Um, My room was fucking dirty. This is what she said, Um, yeah. You gonna clean that shit up? (laughs) (laughs) And she was like, um... I don't work here. (laughs) I'm sorry. That sounds very unfortunate, but I know I'm a black woman in this room, but I don't fucking work here. <laughs> I was just talking to Miss Linda. I used to care for her when she was a baby. Um, just catching up on all times. And I'm about to be out. Bye. Yeah. And uh, this is when the friend was like, ooh, you had a mammy. And Sarah fucking and Sarah James is all my life. <laughs> She's just so hurt. Like, you had a mammy and you say all my life you Sarah Jane going to fucking hell she going to hell frying up crispy (laughs) because why would you do that that's why I'm so that's why I'm like do you have a problem with Laura quote unquote employing your mother and you call her like a massa, but then you also call your mother a mammy. Is mm. it? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just here with my head in my hands. Like, child, what are you saying? And please shut up. <laughs> what, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? <laughs> She's just so. Ugh. Like. I hate that they did this to her because it just sounds like she's just like such a nasty. I mean, she's nasty, but like it's not. I don't know. It feels very amped up. It feels very amped up, but also it feels. I don't know what to describe it. It's just like this is how you. This is how you decide to tackle this. Just real musty. (laughs) It is. It's very musty. It's, it's, it's super messy. Oh, goodness. The good thing about this movie is that it's actually pretty. <laughs> That's about the only yeah, thing. Yeah, they got them little glossy. Like, them, like don't you know, when you watch old Star Treks and they have everybody look up at, <laughs> at, the, at the screen and everybody just, like, have a little, little soft light and everybody just look gorgeous. Yeah. There's a lot of those kind of shots. I was trying to look up if this is in Technicolor. I think it was, but I have no idea for certain... 
Um, but yeah, I would like to say that they didn't make the black people look like like the whatever film they used made black people look great. Yeah, everybody's vibrant. Don't know what happened after that that suddenly we started looking like we were in the shadows at all points. <laughs> Cause like at least we look good. <laughs> but like what the fuck? Um yeah, I mean that's a positive. That's like one of the few positives I would give this. Um <laughs> and uh um uh, we have finally have a conflict between Annie and Steve no sorry not Annie. Um Susie and Steve, I believe. Susie and her mama over Steve. <laughs> Because Susie is, ghetto. is like, Annie was like, okay, I'm back from this trip. I'm just going to go lay down because fuck it. I'm done. Yeah. My baby said, I act like I'm a stranger on the street. So fuck it. I'm, 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 I'm literally dying now. I'm in the bed. <laughs> um, and Susie is caring for Annie and she just, ta- she just talking. Talks her to death. Susie is. <laughs> <laughs> she is talking. She's like, yeah, you know, Annie, how you know you in love? She's like, <laughs> Annie, Annie can't go nowhere. Annie's slumped over. Annie is in the bed. She's slumped over. And she's just like, gray. <laughs> she's like, fuck. You can see it a little bit. She's like, fuck. And she's like, I don't know, girl. What? <laughs> My mom. It's Saturday like, morning, so I come in there asking her about TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> she's just like what what Susie how do you know she's like yeah I think I'm in love she's like okay you you don't know shit about love whatever and she's like yeah I think I'm in love she's like who is it she's like um I think I'm in love with Steve she's like oh you are <laughs> you are like I am on death I'm at death's door bitch <laughs> about she's like lord Lord, you gonna do this to me right now? You can see what I'm going through. This is the last little mission you gonna send me. And she's deadly the angel having to deal with these people. I gotta deal with this. Oh. This is the last little thing. This is oh the last God. little thing I gotta defuse. But oh. and uh, she like. Susie, you are not in love with Steve. What the fuck are you talking about? And she's like, I am in love with Steve because I know because every boy that I thought I liked, I just compared him to Steve. I picked him because he reminded me of Steve. She's like, oh, God, please just take me now. You are not in love with Steve. That's your mama, man. Just you are like a child is more dudes out there just just whatever she's like okay and then she just rolled over and just took a nap because she wanted that conversation to be over um so Susie is like oh i guess annie is tired so i'm, I'm gonna go find my business so she go to turn off the light and she see her mama with steve and she's like they kissing she look like cassie at that uh-huh. deal what's it called at that point, that, <laughs> in the window of that door. <laughs> she like, they kiss her? Well, because, um. like, when her mother and Steve saw each other last, it was right when they were about to, like, her mother was in, like, her mother got news that they were thinking about hiring her for this film in Italy. This is right after, like, her and Steve were back together for around, I don't know, two or three. <laughs> and... Um, I think the day they were supposed to 
go maybe they're supposed to go traveling somewhere together i think that's what steve was trying to do and like the day they were supposed to like leave or something um the italian director decides that like he wants to meet with her and so laura is like well fuck it we're doing that we'll get to travel later and steve is just like bye girl Because once again, Laura has sabotaged her relationship um, for the sake of her career. Um, so they were on the outs. I guess Susie was like, well, it's go time, girl. Like, let's get it. And then she sees them together. She like, let me put this French roll in. Yo. <laughs> oh, and isn't it Annie that tells Laura that yeah, she... Because, like, um, Laura is like, hey, Susie, hey, I have some news for you, girl. I'm about to um, quit acting. She's like, what? What? Why are you quitting <laughs> What? She's like, because I'm going to have an anniversary. What the fuck are you talking about, mom? She's like, I'm getting married. To who? Steve. Huh? Girl. And then her mother's so oblivious. That's and dumb. I'm sorry. <laughs> it makes me sick she too. <laughs> she's like, she go to talk to Annie about it, and she's like, Annie, I don't get it. Susie was just so cold. Um, like, duh, she told me she was going to college, and she she never mentioned college before. She wants to go to college in Denver, and she told me she was she was just so cold when I told her uh, she was I was going to marry Steve. And Annie's like, these motherfuckers, I am dying. Like, and they keep bringing this girl, in. Girl, Annie is turning gray, bro. Like, <laughs> she is not long for this world. And here y'all go talking about this bullshit. Nobody's taking care of her <laughs> except for probably the butlers. Y'all ain't gonna sit by her bedside and nurse her to help. Like, girl. And she's basically like, in the nicest terms, based, Annie says, like, you have not been a good mother <laughs> to that child. And she's not wrong. She's like, she just need more attention. And also she's in love with Steve and this might not be a good idea for you to marry him. Cause that sounds messy a little bit. Oh. And her mama can't believe it. She's like, what do you mean she's in love with Steve? She's like, all your daughter talks about is kissing boys and when she's going to kiss a boy. Here go a boy who's been around here all summer. And here, girl, what? <laughs> Where's your motherly intuition? Mm-hmm. Susie up there talking about, I just knew all my life since I was young that I was in love with Steve. And I was like, what the Yeah. Fuck? You, I mean, if it's like that, then should... Somebody should have noticed something by now. <laughs> but, oh, I don't even know how she reconciles it. I don't even remember at this point if they even talk it. They kids. send her away to college. Wow. <laughs> yeah, she brought out to Denver to go to school. Oh, man. <laughs> well, by that time, I think Annie is... Um, Annie is... She on her way out. Yeah. Um, I don't think we figure out like what happens. I don't know. Is it like suggesting that she died of a broken heart or something? Yeah. 
Mm. Well, um, she was like, I think they had like a, a priest or somebody in there or some or doctor and a priest. I can't remember. But like everybody comes because somebody's like, hey, you need to go look at Annie. She's not doing too well. And that's like seems like the first time that <laughs> Laura has gone in that room <laughs> this entire time. She's been laid up or whatever. And uh, Annie's kind of relaying his like her last wishes, including giving the milkman from the beginning of the movie fifty dollars or something, because she's she's like giving him extra money on the side during deliveries because he was like nice or whatever. And so she's got a lot of. She's got very uh, well planned funeral plans. <laughs> very extravagant. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, but while she was telling this, I was like, they're not going to give her the home going she deserves. They cared about Annie. For the last five seconds. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, Annie don't make it. Um, Laura, oh girl, this <laughs> Laura boohooing all over the place like no 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 so um that's the end of that and um cut to funeral scene this is the scene i think i remember the most yeah this is a good i don't want to say it's a good one no you know how they'd be like oh they did her nice (laughs) they did they did who did did the body annie good Mm-hmm. I mean, if you were there, you you would, you would say, "Oh, who did who, who put this on?" I mean, we didn't see your body. Mm-hmm. I don't think you would show. Would you show a body at this point? I don't. Huh. Um, and, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, closed casket, but um, very extravagant. Like it's in a big old church. Um, lots of people. I would say hundreds of people come to see Annie off. Um, mm-hmm. and Mahalia Jackson is singing. Yeah, girl. Yeah, yeah. And you got a whole other life we didn't know about <laughs> because you have she you have Mahalia Jackson singing at your funeral. <laughs> like she was beloved. Like yes, this is a blow. She had she requested three white horses. I think she got three white horses, pulling her in like a cart. Like a carriage thing or whatever, very very ornate. Mm-hmm. Had all these men as her pallbearers and stuff, and all these people were lined up on the streets looking. And I was like, "Oh, look at all these beautiful black people! Why can't we have mm-hmm. seen them?" <laughs> we were stuck in Laura's house, and this is what we could have seen. Uh-huh. Her this is Annie's community. Yeah, that's what I don't understand, Brittany. She has this community, and like, <laughs> why didn't you introduce him to him earlier? Because she mm. tried to do it later. She's all right, like, I don't want to know any of them people. But I'm out mm. here thinking she on her own. Like, she don't got nobody. That's why she's just like, I'm going to wear your skin more <laughs> or something. <laughs> like it was very. I don't know. She just acted like she didn't have nothing. Like, she didn't have anything, but she didn't have anybody to, like, rely on or anything. Maybe that's why Laura didn't know, aside from her being oblivious. I thought she walked up in there. I was like, damn, all these people. <laughs> I did not know Annie knew all these people. She had, she had community. Yeah. Uh, then, 
<clears throat> this white lady come running down the street, screaming, crying, and the police officer is like, hey, ma'am, you can't come up in here. Mm-hmm. And this white lady like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Oscar nominations. That's my mother. <laughs> That's what, and then everybody looking at this white lady like, what the fuck is going on? What? Who is this white woman? Mm-hmm. Who is this white lady? Who is this white lady screaming and crying? Like, because this white lady is cutting up. She cutting up in the street. I think the only other white people there, well, no, the milkman was there. But I think he was like, mm-hmm. it's the milkman. And like, you know, Laura and Steve and Susie, I think, is there. But I feel like those mm-hmm. are the only ones. I didn't get a good look at. There's a lot of people on this street. <laughs> this is a procession. This is not just a little, mm-hmm. you know, little small venture. This is a moment. They shut down a street for this lady. Mm-hmm. So. And this white lady, disruptive service, crying over the casket, talking about this is my mom. <laughs> What's she saying? She's like, I killed my mom. <laughs> Uh-huh. I mean I killed my mom. Uh, 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 and then Laura come out like, come on, Sarah Jane. You, you once again you're scaring mom. the hoes and all your mother's yeah, come on. home going. Come on, get in the car. <laughs> oh my god. Come on. <laughs> I think that's the end, isn't it? Yeah, they kind of pan out. Play the funeral. Oh, and Annie gone. Oh, I, gone. So oh. much is unresolved. Yeah, we all know. All we know is Annie. Annie's gone. Annie's gone. Sarah Jane is still a mess. And now she's probably got like some sort of guilt because <laughs> her mother has passed. And the last thing she said to her was get the fuck out or whatever. Um,. Uh, we don't know if, about Susie and Steve. I mean, she's in college, but like, you still gotta come home, and that's your stepdaddy. Uh, that's not a mess. Uh, what is wrong with Laura? <laughs> yeah, Laura, think, think. Yeah, that wasn't that. Oh no, that's not right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this movie. Help me. Christ. I can't believe. If this is how it is in the book, girl, I don't... It might be worse. Yeah, that, that's... This is the 50s. This is 1959. That is 1933. I can't imagine. I literally can't imagine <laughs> reading that book. I can't. Um. No, I don't think that would be for me at this particular point in my life. <laughs> um... I mean, I could probably. Nah, I'm not I don't even think probably. you really want to. <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, I could read. I could read. I could read. Um, but like, I would. I'm in the process of listening to passing, which would be more my speed. Mm-hmm. But I don't know about imitations. Yeah. So. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot more. I mean, if this is all of the story, like if the, all these parts are part of the story, then 
I can't imagine it being a very satisfactory read because I just, I mean, there's parts of this movie. I'm like, well, what's going to happen with everybody? She's lost the one black person that she had a connection with. So now what's she going to do? She just, uh, out here. She just out here like she out. Well, how do we feel about this movie? I mean, I think we know how um, I feel. First, how you feel? I mean, like I said, this isn't like, like unwatchable. Um, but I just can't imagine like suggesting this to people and say, hey, I watched this great movie on the Criterion channel about these, these, you know, four women or whatever. I know it just feels very surface level in its racial depictions. And of course it probably would be, but um, we were just like bringing stuff up without going into depth of why. Like we're sitting here trying to figure out stuff that like I feel like in passing they go a lot deeper into um I haven't finished the book so I can't give you like a full thing yet but um I don't know I just have questions this doesn't feel as very layered because they're trying to do so many things with everybody else's story because like girl who cares about Susie and Steve and that it's I feel like it's because it's framed as Sarah Jane and Annie's story but it's really not because they wouldn't necessarily draw the audience in like a Lana Turner. Yeah, I just don't feel like they utilized everybody because I'm like, well, like who cares that you're going to be a huge film star? I don't know. Maybe the other version with the the pancakes is more realistic. I don't know. It's been I've only seen bits and pieces of pancake one, so I can't even tell you about the pancakes. So, I feel successful in getting Ashley to watch this whole thing um, okay. after trying to do this for like mm. 10 mm. years. Um, but I, 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 like Ashley, I wouldn't say it's necessary for you to watch this particular film. Like, this isn't a film, like, a must-see film. Like, to understand a certain experience, you you have to see You know, it's funny, though. You do not. They have this in the National Film Registry. Both of them. Both versions of this movie are are in the National Film Registry. That is... (laughs) I saw that, and I'm like, okay, girl. It's not necessary to... It's not. I feel like... Well, <laughs> what we're talking about next time is better yeah. to understand. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's more realistic. It gives you more context. It puts, again, I don't have firsthand experience. I will never have firsthand experience. So I can't say, yes, this is what it is. But I feel like passing will probably put that into a better context of the overall experience and it it, it would be a more it would be better to reference mm-hmm. um than imitation of life and a lot of other films on the topic i have come across um so that would be a better recommendation or a better film for you to watch but i will say like i mentioned earlier in 
the episode. Like for me, like this film is special because like this is one of the few films that I had an opportunity to watch with my with my grandmother. Like my grandmother passed away when I was eight years old. Um so like I only had like a limited amount of time and I remember those moments watching it with her and like being able to talk about like what was happening and having someone explain what was going on and like these are very kind of difficult concepts for like a little kid to understand especially like in the the early 90s we're like whoa why is she so mad like what's going on (laughs) and like having someone who is much older who lived in a like a different time having them explain what is happening that's what makes like made this film special like so that that that's where I was coming from with this film but like it's it's a unique movie it is it's trying to be for is it it's a bless its heart <laughs> film in the way that it's trying to be progressive like it did change things it tried to update some of the the race relations compared to like the 1930s version where instead of having um the white characters take financial advantage of the black character kind of switch things up to have um <laughs> still taking like, advantage of Annie, yeah. but like put it in a different dynamic where it's not taking advantage of her necessarily financially but taking care taking advantage of her through her work yeah free babysitter um it, yeah it's so it is a little different um so this would be like girl watch it if you want to. <laughs> yeah so you have a criterion channel membership we are not sponsored by Criterion, but unfortunately, the movie is still on there, and it's under their most popular. I don't know. <laughs> Everybody must have been like, "Okay, it's black history." Uh, and they have had a lot more other, like a lot better selections of black things, black films, and interviews. So I don't know. I don't know. When they put that up, I was like, "Who was in the advisory room?" Who did it? <laughs> I mean, it's they nice. Were to... like, okay, this guy, this has black actresses in here. I... Got award nominees. Okay, let's put it on. I here. mean, it is important. I think it's important to see these to like say like, okay, like this is how things, you know, because you can see some sort of similarities as like stuff now and and in the ways of how um, people interact. <laughs> Um, with women who interact with maybe, you know, if you're a woman that is not of color and you interact with a black woman and, and how that dynamic, I, I saw a lot, I saw some things (laughs) that I have seen before and I was just like, oh no, it's still happening. But, um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't make the case that you have to see this, but like maybe if you wanted to be like, oh, let's, let's get a, an, uh, a look at things from a 1950s slash 1930s perspective, I guess. Um, it's just so ridiculous that I don't know. <laughs> Not even ridiculous in like a fun way. It's just like, what? Yeah. This is it. This is what? Okay. <laughs> um, this is what we were doing at this particular time. Yeah. On the subject. Yeah. Learn from us. <laughs> 
learn from this moment. Um, do you have a um, Do you have a recommendation for a film that would go well with this? The other film that we're oh, okay. covering, and then, that is like that's the better film. Yeah, like that. That's. That's where you Yeah, go. I need to see if Rebecca Hall watched this and if she was like, well, we're, we shan't, certainly shan't be doing that. But also the book is probably better written as well. Because um, when did Passing come out? Now I'm wondering. I feel like the 1930s. Oh, so y'all, and I believe that Nella Larson was involved in, I think she lived in Harlem around the Harlem Renaissance. Mm-hmm. She was, yes, she so, was. So <laughs> they crossed paths. Oh God! Oh, April nineteen twenty nine. So close enough. Um, so the superior book was put out before <laughs> before the other. But also, uh, Nella Larson was, you know, she could draw from personal experience, which um, Fanny Hurst seemed to be doing some hard observes- observation and getting it wrong, <laughs> getting it right and wrong. Yeah. Well, my recommendation, because I actually have one today. Um, everyone, please clap. Oh, my God. Because um, I never have a recommendation. But my recommendation is Roma. Okay. Um, because mainly for the class, um, well, not really class analysis, but, like, it's kind of a similar thing where you have this housekeeper who works for this family um, instead of Mexico so you have the indigenous woman working for this like family and she's definitely like their employee but they act like she's like their family at the same time it's very weird <laughs> and I was like we're not gonna I would have to watch this again because when I was watching it I was like she's an employee why do y'all keep doing this thing where you conflate employee and family member? Hmm. Um, so, I mean, we see a lot more of her life um, than just the family. But I just was thinking about the whole time. I was like, why do why do we keep needing to have these, like, like, do we all need to sit down and have a discussion of, like, what makes an employee and what makes somebody who's a close personal friend yeah, those are they're they're very separate. Yeah, so um, that was my thought. I liked Roma, and I was very very well done. Um, but some parts of this it's not like dramatic like that, you know, um, like imitation of life. But some parts I was just like, I'm getting some twinges. <laughs> I'm remembering some things. I'm having some flashbacks to some thoughts I had a while back, and I don't know how I feel. Um, so those are my, that's my, um, that's my pick for a recommendation. I probably won't have another recommendation for y'all for like six months. So enjoy that one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so if you want to like, you know, hit us up, talk to us, find us on the web. We are BLK Girl Film Club on Twitter. Um, we are Black Girl Film Club on Instagram. You can email us at blackgirlfilmclub at gmail.com. Uh, visit our website, blackgirlfilmclub.com. Um, like, rate, review, tell a friend. Um, we also have a coffee 
um, where you can donate to the pod. Um, so you can do more fun things and maintenance and all that. Um, and that link I can put in the description. Ooh, I sound like a YouTuber. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I don't think there's any more links or any other announcements. I'm not sure when this episode's coming out. But y'all, I mean, you'll get it. It'll be out. She is in March. Should have been out for Black History Month. It is extended. It's an EP. No. <laughs> Black History Month. Oh, I thought you meant extended. Like we're gonna do another. I, I was like, wait, not another invitation of life. No, no. <laughs> oh God. Um. Well, really quickly. Um, thank you for ev- to everyone who uh, donated to our coffee. We really appreciate it. We love you guys so much. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Thank you for those. All right. If there's nothing else. All right. I I got nothing. No more church boosters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish I could feel like I'm a Haley Jackson song to close this out, but I feel like that would be sacrilegious. <laughs> <laughs> they, they just got Mahalia. Oh my God. Stupid ass movie. Do not. <laughs> this is the last time I'll ever talk about this. Yeah. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>